And that was to Jordan came the Christ our Lord. And it's the first hymn that we're going to be looking at in 2020, this being January the 7th. And uh, being a Rumination Tuesday, we have with us our good friend, I'm not sure how to refer to him as, Mark Smith. Hey, how you doing, Tom? Happy Epiphany. Excuse me. <laughs> Say that again. Happy Epiphany. I thought that was yesterday. Well, it's still the, the Epiphany season. Yes. Yes. Boy, you really had a situation on Sunday because I understand that was your final sermon yes. at Prince of Peace. Farewell sermon, yes. Farewell sermon. Yes. I'm still working there, though. I'm, I, you know, I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I, I'm spending all week cleaning out my office. <laughs> well, it was i got to go buy some of those, you know those file boxes, those cardboard file boxes yeah. that you fold into? Oh, man, i got to buy a bunch of those because I just hate to throw out my old sermons and stuff. You oh, know? no, no, you can't do that. No. But if you knew how to use a computer, you put them on there, and well, they'd be on a little disc. I, I like the hard copy. I yes, like the, that's for sure. Boy, I'll tell you, you know, I I actually told the people uh, Sunday will be my last day, but I'm I'm easily going to work all week long. <laughs> oh, I know. So whenever my advice to guys when they retire, give yourself at least an extra week or two more than what you think it's going to take. Well, the other thing is, if there was somebody in the hospital, you'd visit them. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yes. I'll continue to do Do you that. have an interim pastor assigned uh, yet? I've got a vacancy pastor, oh. Reverend, uh, Reverend Richard Labor. Okay. Long-time pastor here in St. Louis. Excellent. Yes, he's... He's our vacancy pastor. So they're already in the midst of calling a new pastor. They're, they're, the call committee has been meeting regularly, yes. Excellent. And they've... Uh, yeah, they've been meeting for four years trying to get rid of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah, they, not true. They tried that once. <laughs> they, they tried that once about, oh, maybe maybe 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, you probably had the same problem that I had. They weren't sad to see me go. They didn't want to see Louise leave. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, that's the same thing with me. You know, Your my wife. wife. My wife is the I head know. of the altar guild, and I'll tell you, what, oh, yeah, Pastor Smith's okay, but we really like his wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, I want to know what you did. It was the second Sunday of Christmas. It was Epiphany. What did you preach on, or was it just a farewell sermon? Second Thessalonians, chapter two. Yes. Okay. It was about Paul's. Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. And that was a hard thing to preach? No, it really wasn't. I don't get it. You know, somebody else told me, you're going to get emotional. I don't I don't really get emotional. You right. know, I, I've known guys to get emotional, but yes. uh, I just, I, you know, I, I get emotional at a child's funeral, something like that. I right. get very emotional with something like that. But I, I don't get emotional preaching. I mean... I've got a, uh, they're going to have a special celebration this coming Sunday. Right. And I'll be given the talk for that. <laughs> and I, I don't anticipate getting all that emotional either. You're going to talk to a celebration. You to talk, but you couldn't, of course. You're, well, you're yes, very I'm busy and, 400 miles away. Yeah, right. Um, when you say you're going to give the talk, you mean during the celebration during, afterwards? During the celebration afterwards. Not the right. sermon. No, the sermon is going to be Professor Joel Okamoto. Yes. He's a member of your congregation, He's a of the congregation. and a professor at Concordia that Seminary. Is right. And uh, head of the systematics department. Yes. yes. You bet. Boy. Yeah. We don't mess around. No, you don't. <laughs> well, at least he'll hear some good theology <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I tell you. Well. Oh, thir- 38 years. Where did it go? Boy. Part of it is I stayed at St. James as the interim pastor, although I didn't go to any meetings. So my final sermon was one which continued the next Sunday <laughs> for a whole year. <laughs> Take care of shut-ins and everything. And yeah. so it, it took a while before they got their new pastor. But be that as it may, um, it's a opportunity for you now to start preaching to other congregations. Right, yes. right. I'm, I don't know about next Sunday, but no, no, I'm no. Take a little bit of a break. Yeah, I would take a but little. Yeah, vacation. I'm not ruling that out. Sure. No, no, and of course, uh, you've already been invited to preach here at the synod. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have a little too much respect for for this place. Oh, you know, I just. It, well, I have a lot of respect for it. That's why I preach here. I know. I know. <laughs> I just. I don't know. I know. Well, we need to get to the hymn. That's right. Because it just so happens it's a short hymn. Oh, are you kidding? Seven verses Seven long. Verses? Did Luther write anything that's short? Oh, I was going to ask you if you <laughs> yeah, knew it was written by Martin hymn. Luther. Yes, yes. yes. What a way to start the 2020 with a Martin Luther hymn. I know. that. That's great. And um, it's, it's actually for the uh, second Sunday in Epiphany. Yeah. Yeah, or the first Sunday, well, I guess. Well, first Sunday in Epiphany. Yeah, first after Sunday after Epiphany. the Epiphany. It's it's yeah. almost always the baptism of our Lord. Exactly. So we'll be taking a look at that. In, in fact, when Luther wrote this hymn, they say he had completed all his so-called catechism chorales except one, then namely, and that was on baptism. Yes. And it appeared in 1541, and the gap in the catechism chorales is therefore filled. It may have appeared in broadsheet form in 1541, but bears strong resemblance to the thoughts expressed by Luther in his two sermons on baptism in 1540, as well as in his small and large catechism. So um, it's a great hymn. We heard uh, part of it sung, uh, and we're going to be taking a look at as many verses as we can get to today. You going to be using this Sunday? I haven't just... No, it's not me. It's not up to me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not leading the service. I'm, Boy, I was I'm not even designing the service. Well, I haven't. These. Oh, wait a minute. I don't have to. <laughs> it's right. going to take a while for oh. you to get used to this. Yes, not, it is. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. really is. But uh, I know many of the people at your church because I've preached there a number of times, done Bible studies, had some people come through adult instruction there, and uh, never met anybody who was looking forward to your leaving. No doubt about that. So, Well, you haven't met them all then. <laughs> no. No. Well, I haven't talked to your wife recently. <laughs> no, I, I bet that's hard for her, too. Because she's oh, so... she, she grew up in that congregation. Oh, that's yeah, right. She grew yeah, up. Right. Yeah. You came here and then... I got a picture of... I got a photograph of when they had their first service, and who, lo and behold, who's in the, the foreground? But... Her and her family. Isn't that funny? And she's in Little front of them. Little did she know she'd be married to the Looking at you, saying, huh? finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we've both been blessed. With Absolutely. Wives that... Greatly. Boy. Stanza one, please. To Jordan came the Christ our Lord to do his Father's pleasure. Baptized by John, the Father's word was given 
us to treasure. This heavenly washing now shall be a cleansing from transgression, and by his blood and agony release from death's oppression. A new life now awaits us. Doesn't take long for Luther to move from baptism to the crucifixion. That's right. Does that immediately. That's right. Because... That's what it connects us to. Yes. Baptism connects us to all those blessings Christ won for us on the cross. Yeah, I talked about that yesterday. Um, I was on the air here live. I was about. Oh, you were. Yeah. Uh huh. They said I could, so I went live. Why not? No, and uh, it was great. It was Romans six, and I made the point that in baptism we get crucified with Christ, we get buried with Christ. And we also ascend to the right hand of God in Christ. That's right. And I use the Ephesians 2 passage to prove that. But um, Luther in his Heidelberg Disputation, which, by the way, your professor who's preaching this Sunday has excellent lectures on the Heidelberg. Um, he makes the point that uh, in, in the Heidelberg Disputation that Jesus is part of the theology of the cross, not the theology of our self-glory. And so it doesn't surprise me that Luther moves quickly from any subject to the crucifixion, because that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Two, oh, hear and mark the message well, for God himself has spoken. Let faith not doubt among us dwell, and so receive this token. Our Lord here with his word endows, pure water freely flowing. God's Holy Spirit here avows, our kinship while bestowing the baptism of his blessing. So not only does he move from the baptism of Jesus, but to our baptism. That's what he's talking about here. Now, for children, they may not understand and so receive this token they don't use the word token very often. And what would you uh, describe verse 2 talking about that we receive this token? Hmm. Thing. You know, thing isn't really, doesn't do it justice. It's more than just a thing. Certainly baptism right. is more than a thing, but a token. Uh... Well, it kind of reminds me of First Peter where he's talking about that um, they were saved by water. And that was a what of baptism? Yeah. Well, you know, well, uh, think of it this way. A token is something that will get you in somewhere. Yes, It's exactly. almost like a coin. Right. Uh, a proof of purchase. And baptism mm-hmm. is really, it, it, it gets us in. It's, it's our ticket to heaven, really. It's... Yes. It's the way our sins are washed away and the way the blessings that Christ earned for us at the cross and at the empty tomb, he applies those to us. And that's the token of baptism. It 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 brings us to the Father. It yes. saved, baptism now saves you. Exactly. In, in other words, this is really interesting. The opposite happens to us in baptism that happened to Jesus. That's right. That's right. You mean at the Jordan River? Yes. Yes. That's right. He took on all of our sins. Exactly. We take on all of his blessings. Yes. So we get rid of our sins. He puts on our sins. That's right. And that was what John the baptizer was arguing with him. I need to be baptized by you, not you by me. 
And Jesus says, no, it's necessary in order to fulfill all righteousness. Yes. And it's almost like he's saying, John, I don't have time to argue this with you now. Yes. I don't have time to explain it to you, but permit it to be so now in order to full, fulfill all righteousness. Precisely. Yeah. Stanza three. These truths on Jordan's banks were shown by mighty word and wonder. The Father's voice from heaven came down, which we do well to ponder. This man is my beloved son, in whom my heart has pleasure. Him you must hear, and him alone, and trust in fullest measure the word that he has spoken. Sounds like Luther, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> now, he conflates what God said at baptism. This is my beloved son, whom I well please, with what he said at the transfiguration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is my beloved son, in whom I well please. Listen, Listen to, to him. him. You're right. He uses, uh, that's right. Uh, he didn't really, he, he didn't say that at no. the baptism. He said that at the transfiguration. Right. But he uses that here just the same. And, and the reason for that is at the baptism, he's his beloved son. Why? Not because of their relationship, but because Jesus is now taking on the mission. That's right. For which he was sent. It's the beginning of his earthly ministry. Well said. I'll read four. There stood the Son of God in love, his grace to us extending. The Holy Spirit is like a dove upon the scene descending. The triune God assuring us with promises compelling that in our baptism he will thus among us find a dwelling to comfort and sustain us. Now once more, from Jesus' baptism to our baptism. In, in the very same verse. So it says, and I explain this a little bit, um, with promises compelling that in our baptism he will thus among us find a dwelling. What's that referring to? With promises compelling that in our baptism he will thus among us find a dwelling. Well, it, through, through baptism comes to dwell his own Holy Spirit. Yes, and the spirit, uh, the spirit comes from. We confess in the creed, the spirit comes from God the Son as well as God the Father. Yes. So when we're baptized, Jesus' own Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us. Yes, um, that's a big division between us and the Orthodox Church. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Explain yes, that. Yes, let's see that creed. How does that? How does that line go again? Who? Who? Who proceedeth from the Father and, and the, the Son. Son. That was a big deal. That's yes, a big deal. They don't you know, believe... We say that in the creed, and we don't realize what, what's all in that line. And there's something else about the Orthodox Church today, or yesterday. Yeah. Oh, they have Christmas on Epiphany. Yes. For them, their Christmas is Epiphany. Right. And that goes for, yeah, that goes for the, the Russian Orthodox, Greek Orthodox. Exactly. So we can say Merry Christmas That's to right. them. Yeah. We're not really sure when, when Christmas when, was. Yeah. Um, I sometimes wish, I sometimes wish the the Christmas season spread out longer. I love it so, and I love Advent. I wish, I actually, how I long was it this year? It wasn't long enough. No, no, one Sunday. Yeah, that's that right. was it. That's right. Because you're talking about the well, the Christmas season. the Christmas season, right? Yeah, Advent. A lot of congregations will not sing Christmas songs during Advent. 
Yeah, which I think is kind of silly. Yeah, I, I sang one each Advent, Wednesday and Mix Sunday. Up, you know. Because there's so many Christmas songs. Oh, yeah. And the problem with yesterday, or I should say Sunday, was a lot of them used Epiphany. Right. Instead of the second or Sunday n- of Christmas. Or then you got New Year's. New Year's cuts into it. Oh. You know? Yeah, so you had one Sunday to sing 32 Christmas hymns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, we really uh, use them. Uh, I sang during Advent some Christmas hymns, and then uh, I, I'm dealing with four churches, so yeah. we got a lot of Christmas hymns. Oh, man. All right. And they love to sing out there in the center of Illinois, don't they? Yep. Stanza five. To his disciples spoke the Lord, go out to every nation and bring to them the living word and this my invitation. Let everyone abandon sin and come in true contrition to be baptized and thereby win full pardon and remission and heavenly bliss inherit. Now, this is a great law and gospel verse that a lot of people misunderstand. They think that we re, uh, we win full we pardon win. and yes. remission yes. by abandoning sin. Yeah, that's but, right. But I, that's not true. I, I saw that win right away. Right away, I thought you were going to comment on that. When yes. Win came up. But yeah. how do we win full pardon and remission? Christ. By being baptized. In, into Christ, right. Yes. It's a huge difference. That's right. And what did we do to be baptized? Nothing. Nothing. Well. Not a thing. Were you baptized as I was as an infant? Uh, oh, sure. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but most, you know, most people, well, if you're an adult, you maybe take a little of it, a little instruction prior exactly. to baptism. But uh, it's still grace. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. what you do. No, no. No, not at all. Because every Old Testament believer did not have the gift of the Holy Spirit. That only came through Pentecost. That's right. So they could not have partake uh, or received the body and blood of Christ. Right. We we are very privileged in the New Testament. We New Testament Christians the, are, are, are extremely privileged to <coughs> to have the Holy Spirit dwell yes. within us and to partake of His body and blood. Something that the Old Testament saints could only wish look forward for. to. Right. Yes. Stanza 6. But woe to those who cast aside this grace so freely given. They shall in sin and shame abide, and to despair be driven. For born in sin, their works must fail. Their striving saves them never. Their pious acts do not avail, and they are lost forever. Eternal death their portion. Oh boy, you talk about... Law. Yes. <laughs> he really, yeah, he really lays it on people. Kind of like law and gospel. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one that struck me here, this grace so freely given in the coffee hour just before us, they had an author of the one of the Lutheran Witness right. articles right. about grace. Good. Yes. And see uh, a Roman Catholic view of grace, as well as the Reformed, the Baptists, etc., uh, that's something that helps us to make a decision or cooperate with yeah. God so we yeah. can become saved. Whereas for Luther, no, baptism is a gracious thought from God to us. 
And so when we talk about grace, we're not talking about a power source. Right. We're talking about God's attitude toward us. And that is found in baptism where no one deserves to be baptized. Yeah. Uh, what's, the, what's the Latin verbiage again? Gratia infusa? Infusa is a Roman Catholic. To, that's the Roman Catholic understanding. That's the power source. Yes. Idea, which is wrong. And what's what's the true one? Gratia you don't know. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> Have I, I caught you? No, no, no. It down? I, I'm, I'm trying to show people that once a person retires, they start losing their knowledge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are kidding. Let me tell you, I know that per- firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, but you are correct that we don't believe that. It's gratia infusa is the Roman Catholic understanding. I don't remember what grace, uh, what what the Latin is there, but it doesn't mean that grace is infusing you so you can make the right decisions. Right. Yes. You'll have to. I've got a homework for you to do for next week. <laughs> All right. And I'm going to let you read the last. Okay. All that the mortal eye beholds is water as we pour it. Before the eye of faith unfolds, the power of Jesus' merit. For here it sees the crimson flood to all our ills bring healing. The wonders of his precious blood, the love of God revealing, assuring his own pardon. What's the big point that you would see in this one? All that the mortal eye beholds is water. Well, that's the world just sees water. Before the eye of faith unfolds the power of... We see something. This is grace. I mean, something's actually happening here. The Holy Spirit is... God is forgiving all of our sins. He's washing every last one of... Every last sin that we ever commit in our earthly life is washed away in baptism. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell within our within our hearts... I mean, it's not just a it's not just a photo op. It's not just a yes. you know not just a little bit of water poured three times on a baby's head. There's something very, very climactic happening here. Yes, I've often said we need to have the baptismal fonts under a cloud, yeah. pictured on the ceiling, yeah. because the Holy Spirit is entering yeah. into the child in the same way that He alighted on Jesus. That little child came up to the face, uh, you know. He is now an heir of heaven and a child of God. There's a the great change taking place. Yes. Just in case you don't do your homework, gratia infusa, the uh, Lutheran point of view is gratia actualis. Oh, gratia actualis. Yes. It's no act- wonder I couldn't remember it. Because <laughs> it's inf- actual grace. Gratia infusa and gratia, gratia infusa is the wrong way of looking at That's grace. right. Gratia actualis is, of course, the proper way of looking at grace. Well, you may have retired, but you're still just as bright theologically as you were, and you got a great attitude. I'm looking forward to 2020 being with you on these hymns. Absolutely. Wouldn't miss it. Especially when so many of them are by Martin Luther. Isn't that good? That's right. Yes. So. And Catherine Winkworth. Don't forget her. You love that translator. (laughs) I've got some other, I don't know if your retirement is good news or bad news, but anyway, I've got some other good news. Uh, By the end of 2019, 
we receive sufficient funds to meet our debts. Great. For a long gospel. Great. God be praised. That's wonderful. Good people out there. Absolutely. So thank you very much, all of those who contributed, those who did through CMS. Concordia Mission Society will be receiving an IR's item. God bless. 930 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.